Hi, this is Sandy, and welcome back to Wavy. While today's episode may have a bit more of a serious undertone, more of a grave undertone, I should say, than maybe any that I have offered so far, I do hope that ultimately it will bring you to a place of peace. And by that, I mean perhaps you'll end up with a better understanding of your own thoughts and emotions and a greater sense of inner stability. So I am recording this almost three weeks, almost three weeks to the day. This is October 27th and tomorrow the 28th will be three weeks after the October 7th attack of Israel by Hamas. This is not a political podcast, and I will not be um, unraveling or trying to explain cultural or religious history. I will not be offering a chronology of historic events over the course of thousands of years in order to proclaim who started it. (laughs) I, I won't do that. And frankly, I couldn't do that. What I can say is that I, like many, I presume, am torn between a fierce, no violence mentality and an equally vehement defense of the right to live in peace. What I am unable to say is how that can be achieved in the midst of being attacked. Terrorism and brutal attacks on civilians of all ages and nationalities and ethnicities and genders are always unacceptable. When self-defense and retaliation, though, inherently mean the loss of more people, I flounder. Does this mean that violence is necessary sometimes? I have found that answer for myself within myself. And for you, I will leave that question floating in the air. But it does serve as a key piece of what I would like to discuss a little bit and also as a precursor to the brief warm-up and pranayama or breathing practice and meditation that follows. So last night I noticed as I watched more reports on the Israel-Hamas war, conflict seems too moderate given the atrocities and tragedies that have ensued over the course of the last few weeks, But as I watched these reports on the war, more recent news from the the U.S. state of Maine began to usurp reporting from the Mideast. So as I sat there watching these various reports, Israel and its challenges began to fade into the background of my thoughts, and I felt uncomfortable about it guilty almost. How is it that we as human beings do this over and over and over 
and over again, day after day, week after week, year after decade, after century upon century, horrible, horrible things happen, be they man-made or nature-born. Local murders, hurricanes and fires, regional wars, global pandemics. We get wrapped up for a while, sometimes hours or days, sometimes longer, as in the case of COVID, and then life goes on. If we are not directly affected, the memory becomes diffuse. Sometimes we even forget until a new shock hits, and we might say, oh, this reminds me of the seeming ease with which many of us move on is the peace that induces guilt in me. I am, however, intellectually aware that this capacity to process and then persevere is exactly how one survives in the body and brain that each of us have. Our limbic system leaps into high alert at the first sign of threat or piece of bad news. <laughs> the amygdala rings the bell and the endocrine system goes to work with the sympathetic nervous system. We go into physical and or mental fight or flight. But physiologically, we cannot stay there for any length of time. If we are, for some reason, unable to wriggle free from this trauma response, both the body and the brain suffer deeply. Such levels of stress wreak havoc on the heart, on the inflammatory response in the body, on overall immunity, and certainly on emotional and psychological health. So if one is of overall sound physical and mental health prior to a tragedy of some kind, the period before we calm down and begin to process and grieve or problem solve is relatively short-lived. But that period, regardless of its duration, can feel like hell on earth. Any one of us may experience sleeplessness, shortness of breath, a depressive state of mind, loss of focus, irritability, anxiety, digestive distress. The list goes on. All of this can descend in one fell swoop when we hear devastating news or are directly involved in some sort of trauma. Initially, None of us will have immediate control over the release of adrenaline and cortisol that pour through the body. The brain and sympathetic nervous system are hardwired to deliver us from evil, if you will, and we need them to be in order to survive. But of equal importance is the capacity to recognize that the pendulum has swung too far into fight or flight and that we need it to come back towards center. And that is where we can begin today's practice. Should you find yourself consuming a lot of news that may be contributing to physical and psychological signs of stress, perhaps the addition of this brief practice into your day will begin to direct you back toward a place of more tempered and considered 
feelings and responses. So to begin, come into a comfortable yet fully upright and aligned seated position. You could be on the floor, propped up on a cushion, you may be in a chair, a bench, a stool, even outside on your front stoop. Wherever you are, lift one shoulder up toward the ear, let it come down, and then go to the other side. Inhale up, exhale down. Let's say inhale left side up, exhale it down. Inhale right side up, exhale it down. Alternating back and forth with these one-sided shoulder shrugs, allowing the breath to match the movement. So if you move slowly, deepen and lengthen the breath. If you naturally move more quickly and sharply, let the breath be more rapid and clipped. Find your pace, find your breath. Inhale up, exhale down. Other side, up and down. Inhale up, exhale down. Go back and forth. As the movement and breath find their rhythm, let the head go along for the ride. So as the shoulder drops down, the head tilts to the opposite side. So if you inhale the left side up and exhale it down, at that moment, the head sharply tilts to the right. So if it's the right side, you inhale the right shoulder up, exhale it down, tilting the head to the left. This may feel almost jolting. So if you have any neck concerns, you don't have to do the, this head addition. But if you feel able, do add in this piece. It frees up a great deal of tension and thus will contribute to the overall effectiveness of the pranayama to come. So after about 30 to 60 seconds of these alternate shoulder shrugs, with or without the head addition, place your hands on the knees, inhale, arch the spine deeply, exhale to push and round into your back. Let the head tilt up as you inhale and arch. Let the head drop down as you exhale and round. Again, let the rhythm of your movement guide the rhythm of your breath. Inhaling to arch and look up, exhaling to round and let the head drop. Continue this for about 30 to 60 seconds. Next, with your hands down by your hips or on the ground or on the edges of your seat, inhale. As you exhale, bend to the right. Let the spine curve into this lateral bend. Create a C shape in the spine. Inhale to come back up to center and exhale to the left. Repeat this two more times to each side always exhaling to either side, inhaling to come up through center. Let your head do whatever it wants to do. Finally, once you're back sitting up center, bring the hands to the shoulders, fingertips in front of the shoulder, thumbs behind.
Keep the elbows up in line with the shoulders. Inhale, twist to the left. Exhale, twist to the right. You can take your time with this. Allow your body to open to the movement before you deepen the twist or increase the pace. Always inhaling, twist left. Exhaling, twist right. So we spend time opening the upper body and thoroughly stimulating the spine so that the work of the pranayama will have its desired effect via the lungs and into the nervous system. Okay, so after about 30 to 60 seconds of the twisting, relax the hands down into the lap or onto the knees, palms down. This very basic palms down technique is a grounding signal to nerves that may be firing on high. As you are, close your eyes and take a moment to consciously release the tongue. It may have been pressing against the roof of your mouth or against your front teeth. Let the tongue float freely within the cavity of your mouth. Soften your lips and imagine that your eyebrows are spreading away from one another. Here, breathe in through your nose and out through your nose. If your body seems to resist deep nasal breathing in this way, it's okay to breathe out through slightly parted lips. In through the nose, out through the nose or mouth. As you breathe consciously, return to take another inventory of tension within the mouth and face. Again, the tongue floats, the lips and the cheeks are soft, the forehead is wide open. As you continue to breathe, Take your attention to your belly. As you breathe in and the belly expands a bit, take your inner eye to the movement of the diaphragm. So as you inhale and feel the belly move out a little bit, it's making room for the contraction or the descent of the diaphragm. Remember that the diaphragm is the muscle that kind of tucks up under your rib cage. As you exhale and feel your belly move inward, the diaphragm must move up and out of the way, back up towards the ribs. So as you inhale and exhale, visualize the down and up movement of the diaphragm. Inhale, diaphragm moves down, Exhale, diaphragm retreats upward. This is an important piece as this contraction and relaxation of the diaphragm acts as a little massage for the vagus nerve. This long cranial nerve that originates in the brain winds its way all the way down 
through the face, the throat, the thorax, and eventually into the abdomen. With your conscious, deep, steady breath, the vagus nerve says, oh, okay, I need to let the brain know that we can calm down, it's okay. Another aspect of quelling stress levels comes with this next bit of pranayama, brahmari or bee breathing. The vibrational quality of this breath helps to soothe not only the vocal cords, but the aspect of the vagus nerve that travels through that region. So, still seated with your eyes closed, inhale deeply through your nose. As you exhale, add a long, steady hum. The hum is your exhale. So you inhale through the nose, the mouth remains closed as you hum as your exhale. Breathing in through the nose, exhale. Continue steadily and calmly with Brahmari breath for one minute. Finally, bring your hands to your heart center. Rest the left palm on the center of your chest with the right hand atop. In this position, slip the right thumb under the left palm so that the right thumb tip finds the center point of the left palm. Apply gentle pressure to this point very subtly almost mentally circling the right thumb tip in a counterclockwise circle into the center of the left palm. This center point in either palm is a potent heart point and this subtle pressure and movement will stimulate a pacifying, steadying quality into your thoughts and feelings. Physical ramifications of any stress response will be immediately softened. Continue with this mudra technique, but also now add sitali pranayama. If you are able to curl your tongue like a straw, do so and extend the tongue out softly through the lips. If you cannot do this, simply part your lips very slightly. In either case, inhale through the opening of the straw tongue or the parted lips. Close the lips to exhale through the nose. So you're inhaling through curled tongue or slightly parted lips. Exhale through the nose. You are still applying very subtle pressure to the center point of the left palm. If you forget to circle the area, that's okay, but maintain the soft pressure as you breathe in through the tongue or lips and out 
through the nose. Eyes are closed, face is relaxed, spine is long. Bathe your brain and your nerves, your thoughts and your feelings in this calming breath and mudra. Continue on for about three minutes. And when you feel ready, sit quietly, hands released into the lap or onto the knees. This time, palms up with Gyan Mudra. Although palms up can be a stimulating position, in this case, along with the thumb tips touching their respective index fingertips, or Gyan Mudra, in this case, palms up reflects a receptivity to the wisdom of the universe. So as you are seated, palms up, fingers in Gyan Mudra, closed eyes turn up as if to gaze between the brows. This is your third eye focus, helping you to align with and accept the ways of the universe, bringing you closer to the realm of the divine. Sitting, breathing simply in through the nose, out through the nose. Closed eyes, gazing to the third eye. Gyan Mudra, deepening the effect of it all. Stay here as long as you like or help yourself down onto your back for Shavasana. Release into this respite you have created for yourself. Breathing, settling, stilling. Thank you for practicing with me. Until next time, bye.